I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with privacy attorney Adam Green, a partner at law firm Davis Wright Tremaine. Adam will be speaking to us about plans that the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights has for its next round of HIPAA audits and how covered entities and business associates should prepare. Hi, Adam. Hello. Thank you for having me, Marianne. Well, thank you for joining us. So OCR has revealed that it plans to select 350 covered entities and 50 business associates when it resumes its HIPAA audit program later this year. How will OCR be selecting these entities, and how will covered entities and BAs find out if they're being targeted for an audit? So OCR has changed the selection process a bit from phase one, but they'll start off on the covered entity side with using the list of covered entities that they contracted with Booz Allen to create for them as part of the phase one audits. And so they'll select about 550 to 800 covered entities from this list, which will look towards things like NPIs and other identifiers that were used to collect the information. And they're, they're going to then send out a survey to those 550 to 800 covered entities seeking some basic demographic information. OCR will then proceed with what I'd call stratified random sample. So they're going to be selecting the covered entities, 350 of them, randomly, but they're going to try to stratify things a bit based on geography, size, other factors like that, using the survey results to be able to judge which covered entities are larger sizes, which are smaller. And then they will have collected and confirmed email addresses for those covered entities. And so they'll contact those covered entities via email to confirm that those 350 covered entities have been selected. Business associates will be handled somewhat differently. At some point, whether it's the initial 550 to 800 covered entities that are surveyed or the 350 covered entities that are selected for audit, OCR will ask those covered entities for a list of business associates. Once OCR gets a list of business associates from each of those covered entities, it'll have put together one big listing and it will then go ahead and select 50 business associates from that universe, of which 35 will be IT-related business associates, while about 15 will be non-IT-related, like third-party administrators, things of that nature. It's going to be mostly a random selection process, but they are trying to really ensure that they get a representative cross-sample of both covered entities and business associates. How do you expect the next round of audits will differ most from the 115 audits of covered entities that were performed in 2012 during the pilot program? For instance, besides OCR now auditing business associates in this next phase, what else will be different? The audits for phase two are really night and day from the audits in phase one. Perhaps the biggest difference is that OCR is going to be doing these audits in-house. So you are no longer going to be dealing with contractors, but rather with OCR, likely regional investigators. The second biggest difference is probably the scope of the audits. The first audits in phase one really looked at privacy, security, and breach notification compliance top to bottom. It was a fairly comprehensive review of 
policies, procedures, practices, documentation. This next one is going to be far more focused. So of the 350 covered entities, you're going to have 100 that are audited on privacy, and that's really going to be limited to issues surrounding notice of privacy practices and issues surrounding patients' right of access to their own information, which were two issues that were highlighted as problems in the first round of audits. Another 100 covered entities will be audited strictly on breach notification, and so that's really going to look at content and timing of breach notification. And then 150 covered entities will be audited strictly on security, but limited to risk analysis and risk management based on initial OCR reports. Also issues that were raised as big issues in phase one. And so instead of having to provide information about your entire privacy, security, and breach notification program, covered entities are going to have something far more discreet. Uh, similarly, the 50 business associates, OCRs indicated that they will be initially audited on just risk analysis, risk management, and also breach notification to covered entities. And so it, it's going to be a much more focused. Some other issues include that they are not going to be doing on-site audits. They are going to be doing a desk review for the time being. Being that breach notification is one area that they will be looking at, does that mean that organizations that have had a breach are more a target for that sort of audit? From what OCR has indicated, no. They really seem to be looking at it from kind of a random perspective. In Linda Sanchez's from OCR, uh, her presentation at the Healthcare Compliance Association Compliance Institute, she talked about that they are not targeting into the entities under the audit program based on complaints or based on breach notifications. They are really just trying to pull a fairly random but representative sample. So the fact that you've had and reported some breaches to HHS should not impact your chances of being audited. Now, obviously, it does directly correlate to your chances of being investigated with respect to that breach, and so you should expect, especially for larger breaches, that you will have an investigation, but it shouldn't impact your audit chances. If covered entities or business associates get a heads-up from OCR that they are candidates for an audit, or if they get notified that they've definitely been selected for an audit, what's the first thing that these organizations should be doing to prepare for that? Focus will certainly be on getting your documentation together, which should be a, a far simpler exercise than with respect to the phase one where it was a huge amount of data that was requested. So you'll have about two weeks to put together the documentation, especially since OCR has called attention to what they are looking at. I'd recommend that organizations start putting that documentation together now. I mean, it's something that should be hopefully readily available, but it may be worth just confirming that you have an up-to-date risk analysis, and what sometimes gets lost is a risk management plan that corresponds to that risk analysis to show that you are bringing those risks down to reasonable and appropriate levels. So ideally, you have this information ready to go before you are ever selected for audit. Another thing that you can think about is who's going to be involved, who's going to be chosen as 
the official contact with OCR throughout this process um, and make sure everything is being funneled through uh, that individual. You want to make sure that the um, documentation you're responding is responsive to what OCR has requested. OCR has indicated that they are not looking to receive extraneous information and that that could actually hurt someone's chances in the audit because OCR wants to see what they are requesting, nothing more, nothing less, and if they get everything, including the kitchen sink, it makes it harder for them to conduct their audit assessment. And so you do want to make sure that you are only providing what is requested. And it's not worth having a signing party of your policies and procedures after you get the request. So, for example, OCR does look for dates, and if the date is after the date of the request, they are not going to give it credit. They've indicated that pretty clearly. And so before you ever get that audit request, you want to make sure, and especially if you get an initial survey indicating that they want some demographic information and you may get selected for audit, you want to make sure all your policies and procedures are approved, signed, dated, so that especially if you're in that initial 550 to 800, which means there's a good chance that you will be selected for the 350 afterwards, that you have something that's dated prior to the date of the audit. Ideally, it's dated before you ever got contacted by OCR, but worst case, you're dating it after you get that initial survey request. The other thing to think about is that OCR has indicated this phase of audits may be more tied to formal enforcement. So OCR made a big point in their initial audits back in 2011 and 2012 of indicating that this was really for technical assistance, for improving their compliance program. It was not geared towards let's do formal settlements. Uh, OCR has indicated that at least under the current leadership, there's an interest in tying this more directly to formal enforcement, meaning that, for example, if you don't have a risk analysis, that may lead to a compliance review and a request for financial settlement. And so if you are not able to respond well to the requested information, you may want to think about bringing in outside counsel with appropriate expertise because this could lead towards a settlement action years down the line, and you don't want to have made unnecessary admissions during the audit process that can come back to haunt you years later. So, Adam, as you mentioned, again, these audits are not going to be on-site. They're mostly desk audits. You also mentioned the advice of not giving more information than what they requested. So does this mean that these desk audits makes things easier for these organizations that are audited? And how does it differ most from on-site audits? If you're a well-organized organization, I think these desk audits will make things significantly easier. It's going to be a more streamlined process of providing the information that's been requested and you then get a draft audit report sometime later that you'll have an opportunity to comment on and then a final audit report. So no on-site visits and all the challenges and pressure that go along with that. On the other hand, if you're not a well-organized organization, this could be a bit tougher on you because your documents really need to speak for themselves. OCR indicated that they are not going to be doing follow-up questions. There's really not going to be much more than just the document request and making the assessment. So you want your policies and procedures 
to tell a good story, essentially, of your compliance. And you're not going to have the same opportunities as in phase one to necessarily explain things to the auditors. So when you are looking at your privacy and policies and procedures and your security policies and procedures and documentation, you know, think about whether they tell a story. Are they properly dated? Do they have a title that makes clear what they are? Risk analysis, for example, is it clear this is a risk analysis from this particular date so that when you submit this documentation in response to an audit request, it's pretty clear. Here's the risk analysis, for example. Here's the dated risk management plan that goes with it, and they understand you're in compliance, and hopefully that's the end of the audit. You get a draft report that says you passed. Do you think that this approach being taken by OCR in this next round of audits will be effective in sparking better HIPAA compliance by covered entities and business associates, and why? I think that it will. I think the first round of audits was definitely one of the more effective enforcement tools that OCR has employed so far in getting people's attention and getting people to revisit their programs. And so I think continuing with the audit program is very important on that front. I think people are going to teach to the test a bit. And so where OCR has identified certain areas for initial audits, I certainly think people will focus on those areas as common sense would dictate. And so I think you're going to see improvements potentially in compliance in these areas like risk analysis, risk management, breach notification policies and content and timing, and certainly on the privacy area on um, notice of privacy practices and patient's right of access, which sometimes does, I think, fall by the wayside. So I think you will see this effective in that area. It won't be effective necessarily in overall compliance, but I'm sure OCR has a list and they've already indicated some areas that they hope to address in round two. And as they go down that list and publicize what they're focusing their audits on, I think compliance will improve in each identified area. So now, if you're an organization that has not been contacted by OCR in this next round, what does that mean? Does that mean that you can sigh relief for now? What should organizations be doing with this supposed reprieve and not being picked for an audit? And does that make you more likely to be chosen next time? What I think is interesting is I think OCR seems to really have been selecting an audit program now that in varying significantly from phase one, is going to be more of a permanent audit program. So phase one, there are high-tech act appropriations available that are no longer available. And OCR has been frank that the lack of on-site visits in phase two is because of budget restraints. But using internal staff, using more focused audits, this is something that OCR is going to be able to do, I think, on a more regular basis. And so the fact that you weren't in those first 350 covered entities for phase two or 50 business associates, um, there's a very large number of covered entities and there's a very even larger number of business associates. It's likely that you're not going to be included in that first round, but the audits are going to continue. You may not be included in this round, but it may be another round in the future. I would still say the chances of audit are relatively low. My bigger concern tends to be breaches because if you have a breach, you will be 
investigated if it's a large breach, and you certainly have a significant possibility of investigation if it's a small breach. And so I would not focus on the audit program to the exclusion of making sure that everything's encrypted, for example, and your chances of breach are minimal. And then there's always patient complaints that continue to be a source of tens of thousands of investigations. And so audit is just one part of the program. The fact that you don't get audited in this round, I wouldn't take as too much of a reprieve because there will be future rounds and there's plenty of other ways to come in front of OCR's attention. So finally, what's the most important thing that you think covered entities and BAs should keep in mind with this next round as it begins? Be ready? I think OCR is given the, the gift of identifying what their areas of focus are. So immediately take a look at those areas. Make sure your policies and everything is up to date. Perform a bit of a mock audit. Can you provide comprehensive information in each of those areas within two weeks? And if you come out of that looking pretty good, then... I wouldn't be too worried about if you actually get selected for audit. Thanks, Adam. I've been speaking to Adam Green. I'm Marian Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.